today, today we're going to talk about uh, Hilchot Purim, but before we get to Hilchot Purim, uh, let's speak about um, the upcoming Shabbat, which is Shabbat Zachor. Okay, so there's a mitzvah min Torah, according to most Rishonim, mitzvah min Torah, um, right, Lizkor, Masha Asalacha Amalek, found in Devarim Chavhei, Pasha Kitetzei. And therefore, there's a mitzvah to hear that, that particular parsha. And the reason why we do it specifically close to Purim, even though obviously the Torah wasn't, didn't say do it close to Purim, the reason why I do it uh, close to Purim, uh, Rashi explains, is because of the Messorah that, that uh, Haman was, uh, was from Agag, which is from, from, from Amalek. This is also brought down by the Magan Avram, the Orach HaShulchan. Uh, but the chiv really is uh, any time. And therefore, if a person, for whatever reason, misses hearing Parshat Zachor this, uh, this coming Shabbat, so you could be Mekayim the Mitzvah in Torah any other time, in, but it should, be, it, it should be done preferably with a minion, and it has to be done from a Sefer Torah. And therefore, um, what the Magin of Ram suggests is that if you didn't hear... You could be yod say the next time. And I'm, going to, I'm saying most most of hold. You could be hold the next time you read ketetzik. Now, be makayim that mitzvah. The the shliach uh, tzibur or the the the, the balkore has to have kavana to be motzi everybody, and and the people that want to be yod should have kavana to be yod That's any time. It's this Shabbos as well. So what a, a lot of achronim say is that the proper thing to do any pasha ketetzik. Before they read the last Aliyah, before they read Mafim, the say is to make an announcement that everybody, that the Balkari is going to have Kavanah to be Motzi, and everybody should have Kavanah to be Yotze as well, with a, with a Pashat Zachar. Okay? The Rishon Mehelid is the Araita, is, is the Tosot, the uh, Rosh, the Shumat Hadeshen, the Shulchanach is also Mashman the Araita. Nafkamina was the Araita, the Rabbanon is what, a, what does a person do in a case of a Safek? The Safek, you didn't know if you heard it, you didn't heard it right, etc. So, normally we hold that suffix the right to the Chumrah. Um, there's a very, very interesting Ravid that comments on the, on, the, on, on the Taurus Kohanim that says that the myth of Zechira Bepeh is even if you learn Hilchos Megillah, a person somehow is being Yotze, the mitzvah of Zechira Bepeh by, uh, of, of a Malik. Very curious. In any case, there's also a Magin of Ram that holds it. If you didn't hear well, you could also be Yotze with the other parsha, which is in Shemot Yud, Yud uh, Zayim of Vayavo Amalek, the end of Bishalach, which is also read the next morning um, on, 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 on Purim. According to the Magen Ram, that that's good. The next day, a couple days later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Mishabura is Cholik, however. The Arach HaShulchan is also Cholik, the Magen Ram, And they held that, no, that you could be Yotze. You, you, you need the parsha Kitetze, um, in order to in order to be yotzei the mitzvah, the gra was no hag to read it himself and to be makbed not to be yotzei just like shmia because uh, he felt that there's a mitzvah of zechira bepeh and also the concept of mitzvah bo yoshim as opposed to other kriyot which is our mitzvah of a shmia not a, not a mitzvah of zechira bepeh. Just a moment. Yeah, if if a person uh, missed the kriya and, and wants to um, decore himself from a sefer Torah 
then, then he can, even though there's not a minion, you know, Matzav B'Diyavad, and he should read a bit Ta'amim, with a proper the Ta'amim, Mamash B'Diyavad, even from a Chumash, according to some, the Kafachayim holds that you could be Yotze, even from a Chumash, even if it's not a Sefer Torah, while others, uh, others disagree. Now, as to the women's Chiyuv, when it comes to uh, a Mitzvah Zohar, a Shabbat Zohar, uh, it's a Machloket. The uh, Sefer Chinuch uh, felt that w- women are peturot, Okay, um, Chazanish also felt that women are throughout Mikradin. There are those that are mechayev uh, women, and the idea, uh, you know, part of, part of the issue would be the question whether the mitzvah of of mechikar amalek is a totally in a din of milchama. Okay, and uh, those want to say that if if you d- indeed say it's totally in din of milchama, another question is: Is it darkon shal nashim laasot milchama? There's one who want to say that it's not a derech of a woman to really to do milchama, and therefore they're peturot. The ones that argue on the other side um, say that they're, you know, by, by Melchemet Mitzvah, uh, Chazal have the, have the expression, afilu kalami michupata, has, you know, um, has some contribution to do with the milchama. But that's, uh, that's one possibility as far as the machokra is concerned. Lahalacha most hold that women are peturot. However, if a woman has gone three times, and it was three years in a row, she went to hear uh, Parashat uh, Zachor, um, then she gets into an issue whether it might be, have a din of a neder. And it was anybody that does a masatov three times, so it gets into a of a neder, and if a woman on a particular year that's gone for a couple of years in a row wants to or has a need not to go for a particular Shabbat, so most posts can hold that she should uh, do hatar nedarim, either by a betin or, or by her husband, by saying, um, you know, had I known before starting this minog of, of, of uh, three times in a row, I would have said, Bili neder, I don't have to be a neder. And that would also be enough of a charot of, of, of Atar Nadarim um, in order to uh, break the neder. Yes? Uh, does the Hadar Nadarim on Arab uh, Roshana work for this? It, yes, it might, but that's a whole a separate issue. In other words, how does it work for women unless they stand before a betin? It's an interesting topic, Blinader. You know, I'll get to it when, when we get to it. Okay? Um, after that, we also have Parshat Para. And Parshat Para, para is, is because of uh, the Paraduma. It's, it's to remind us of the Paraduma that um, a person should be metire himself before the Karban Pesach in order that they could be Mekhaim the midst of the Karban Pesach. Um, the Shulchanach actually, in two different places, mentions that both Zohar and Para are Diraita. It's very interesting. The Goraz Cholek, I think most Achorim point out, but the Shulchan Aruch says the Pasha Para, listening to Pasha Para is a Diraita. So a person should therefore try also be, to be Makbid and, and listening carefully to Pasha Para. Okay, now we get on to Hilchot Purim. And there are four basic mitzvot uh, on the day of Purim, um, you know, beyond Hamantashin and things like that. But the four, the four basic mitzvah. One is Kriyat Megillah, two is Matanot Levionim, three is Su'udat Purim, and four is Mishloch Manot. Okay, and we'll take it one by one. Uh, the mitzvah Megillah. My question to you, is it a mitzvah Diraito or Dirabanan? Uh, Dirabanan, or uh, a definition. Well, you could say huh? Diraito because it's Zechron Alek. Um, the the Baal Hilchot Gedolot actually counted Kriyat Megillah um, in his Minyan of Tareg Mitzvot. As a separate one? Yeah. Okay? Now, I think, I think the easiest way of understanding that is 
that he understands that the inyan of Pirsumi Nisa, when Kleisro saved um, catastrophe, etc., and to, to be Mishabech and, and be, um, say, Halal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that, I guess, is the, is the basic mitzvah. But obviously, all other Rishonim holds at the Rabbanan, and there might be an Afkamina, as we will soon see. Let's focus on the Birkot Megillah. So you make an Al Mikra Megillah, and you make a Sha'asa Nisim, and you also make a Shehachianu. Okay? Um, the Me'iri points out that the Shehachianu is not really focused only on, on the Megillah itself, on the Mitzvah Megillah. The Me'iri says you're really making a Shehachianu on the day itself, like you would make on Yom Tov, as an example. You're actually making it on the day. Just that Chazal were masmich the Birchav Shechianu specifically on a Maisa Mitzvah of Mikro Megillah, similar to the Din of Hanukkah, of Ner Hanukkah. That it's not only that you're making a Shechianu because you're being Mechaim a Mitzvah, but you're really making it on a day. That's, that's what the Miri points out. Also, on Yom Tov, Yes. You say, yes, but it's not there. It's not, it's not so much the Mitzvah of Kiddush, per se. There, it's clear that you're making it on the day. Yes. But on Hanukkah, you only see the Shechianu the first night, we're not, and Purim is the same. Oh, so in Purim, the Ramah says, the Ramah says, not, not, not the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah says that you should make a Shechianu the next morning as well. And the reason for that is because the Ika Kriyat Megillah is really in the morning. So on the one hand, you say, make a Megillah at night, and you don't want to say it without making a Shechianu, that's why the Ramah says that the minagam of Ashkenaz is to repeat Shekhyanu in the morning. It's, it is very, very interesting. Um, and that's why the Magan Avram and the Primagadim say, in order that you shouldn't get into a halakhic issue or a problem, in that you're saying Shekhyanu twice, so you should be mechaven when in the morning, should be mechaven to all the other mitzvot hayom that you haven't yet done. In other words, Mishloch Manot and and and, and the Suda and Matanat Levionim, which you really haven't done yet at night, because there isn't a, isn't really a mitzvah of Suda at night. Um, so they say that when you before you recite or before you hear the Chazan reciting the Shechianu, you should have kavana on uh, on on those other mitzvot as well. Yes, and 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 the Magen Avram. What does what does a person do if he doesn't have a Megillah handy? Okay, so. Magen Avram says, if a person doesn't have a Megillah, he shouldn't recite Sha'asa Nisim Lavoteinu, and he shouldn't recite Shechianu. The Bir Halacha brings this as, as a Tzorach Iyan. In other words, here's, he quotes the Me'iri, and he says, the Me'iri really holds that you're making a bracha on the day, so that if for whatever reason you find yourself without a Megillah, so you can't make an Allah Mikra Megillah, because you don't have a Megillah, but, but it would stand to, to, to reason that you should still say Shechianu because you're saying it on the day, and you should still say Shasanisim because you're also basically saying it on the day, but he doesn't, he does not cholek. Well, in other words, he leaves it as a Tzarechian. He doesn't say, I am cholek on the Magen of Ram, and you should do it anyway. He just raises it as a, a, a Tzarechian. Now, uh, I don't know in, in, in your different Kehillot where you come from, Chutzlarz, here in Israel, we, we at the end of the Mikra Megillah, we make a bracha of Haravet Riveinu. Yeah. Right? Everybody does that? Everybody's aware? Okay, we make a bracha haravet rivenu at the end. Now, an interesting question is raised in, in the Gemara Megillah, Daf Gimel Mar Aleph, about a din, din kedima. What if a person has before him a mitzvah, let's say like Talmud Torah, right? 
and Mikra Megillah, which t- takes which which has a din kedima. So, right. So the, the Gemara Megillah says, and this is how the Rambam uh, quotes La Halacha, and the Shulchan Aruch mentions it. Mevatlin Talmud Torah v'Kal v'Chomer Shar Mitzvot, Likrot Megillah. Now, in order to be mekayin the mitzvah Megillah, you are mevatel Talmud Torah and Kal v'Chomer all 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 mitzvot. And this is also very very interesting because if Mikra Megillah is a, is a Rabbanan, so how could it be mevatel Talmud Torah? If it's a Rabbanan. How could it be mimavatul other mitzvot that they're deraita? Normally, right, a deraita is not mivatul derabanan. So the Ran, and this is how the Ramah Paskins, uh, um, he explains that this halacha only applies when you could be makayim that mitzvah after the Megillah. It's just a din kadima. In other words, if your mikra Megillah is going to cause you to miss out, miss out on a mitzvah deraita, or miss out from limut Torah, whatever, you won't learn. So then, um, according, according to the Ramah, you really shouldn't go to be Mikra Megillah because it can't eclipse a Mitzvah Deiraita. The only thing you could do is have it in Kadima, when you're just putting one before, but not, not eclipsing the other Mitzvah. Yes? Um, now we haven't done the other four, or the other three yet, but if you only have the ability to do you know, Megillah or other, other Mitzvah of the day, I don't know. I don't know. The Pashtur, I would say Megillah. But, uh, wait a moment, wait a moment. The Taz and the Gra are cholek uh, on the Ramah on this point, and they held that no, when Chazal said, Mevatlin Hamatar, Vakavachamashar Mitzvot, it mamish meant Mevatlin. In other words, even if you couldn't be Mekhaim those Mitzvot afterwards, nonetheless, you would be Mikra Megillah. And those Mitzvot, Mikra Megillah, eclipses these other Mitzvot. And, and, and they say that this, this was an act of the Anshe Knesset Gadola, that they basically elevated this mitzvah, Mikra Megillah, to be like Divrei Kabbalah on the level of Divrei Torah. Those, they flexed their rabbinic muscles and, and actually were able to charge importance of Mikra Megillah to be on the level of a mitzvah deraita. And this would be one nafkamina. In other words, even if technically it wasn't given on Sinai, you could still have a strength of a a mitzvah deraita, and it, one could raise, okay, what if you have a situation of a suffix? Let's say for whatever reason, you're not sure whether you yotze the mikra megill or not. You can't remember. Okay? Memory lapse. It happens sometimes on Purim. Right? You can't remember, did I hear the megillah? Didn't I hear the megillah? Um, you have a suffix. Or, let's say you have a suffix as to a, the, the city. In other words, you don't know whether the city that you're in did it have a wall around it in the times of Yeshua ben Nun, or not? Like Tveri, as an example. Tveri is a suffix, whether it's mukaf or not mukaf. So, if you, you would hold it, Mikra Megillah has a, has a strength of a diorita, so it would be, make sense to say, you have to be machmir, and you have to read in Tveri two days. And indeed, pardon me? Bracha um, two Maybe not with a bracha, I'm not sure. Because normally we say Salik Baruchas Lahakel, but but Bipashut you would have to read two days, and indeed the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch Paskins that you would read two days in Tveria Lachumra because it's a Salfek, you're not sure you read two days. The Ramban and the Rashman, the Ritva and the Ran all held that on the Tveria question, uh, you go Lakula and you hold hold only one day. It might be a Machlokas in whether and how you understand this also Divrei Kabbalah to Divrei Torah. Right? It's possible that that might be what's behind the Machoka.
Okay. Another interesting halacha is that you're supposed to do the mitzvah Barov Am. Barov Am Hajosh Melech. With, with the multitudes comes the glory to the king. Right? So what if you live next to a small shtibel, and you can go here, Megillah, there, or you could drive a half an hour to the much bigger shul, with many, many more people. So the halacha is, you're supposed to drive that half an hour to the, to the bigger shul. But what if, by driving a half an hour and driving back, you're being revatal an hour of learning? Are you supposed to sacrifice a mitzvah de writer for rov am hajrat melech? Okay? So indeed, that's how the Ram and the Mogin of Ram and the Mishabura Paskin, and this could also have to do with the, um, the level of importance that Chazal gave Mikra Megillah, um, they pass in that, yes, even if it means Bittal Torah, you go to be Mekayim um, Rav Hadras Melech. Now, if that be the case, some of you are asking, so then there should never be any little minyanim, right? Meaning everybody should be going to the largest minion, and there would only be one huge minion, you know, around the area. So so the Chayodam and the Mishabura point out that if you have a small a small Beit Knesset, but you, you daven there B'Kfiyut, as you have your Kfiyut there, then that's more important than Brovam Hadrat Melech, which is fascinating if you think about it. In other words, Brovam Hadrat Melech is so important that you mevatel Tamatori, you mevatel Mitzvah to be Mekayim Brovam Hadrat Melech. Yet Kviyut trumps Brovam Hadrat Melech. Okay? So if you have a minion that you daven the Kviyut, you should understand that this is that's a very, very important value of davening with that minion the Kviyut all the time. Yes? Is it that you are allowed to just stay in your your minion, or you you, you should, you, you should, you should. I don't think you're chayiv, but you should. Yes. Is your ass a lane in like one of the small minions that she's saying no? Interesting question. I don't know the answer. I don't know if you're asked to lane. You know, I guess it would depend on if they have other people that could do it. But um, it's an interesting question. I don't know the answer. Um, yes, Ellie. Sort of, well, what if? if like, there's a small minion, like a late minion, but they have for people who, for parents and kids who go to the earlier one, but there's very unlikely to be a minion. Should you lay in there or don't? You know, there's, there's a need for, the, the Kehillah has a need for that minion. <laughs> the Kehillah says there's a need for the minion, and they have the minion. Well, let's assume, we're talking about there's a Kehillah's okay. a need. I, I, yeah, it would be connected. I just, I imagine if, if there's nobody else, then you have to do it. Yes? Uh, is it just better to do a mitzvah with a minion or larger, or... Is it like you make different? Is it a different experience um, as far as the hala, like the halachot um, when there's a minion around rather than reading for one person, or is it just? I mean, like, is, is there other different halacha parameters to reading with to reading with a minion? Oh no, reading for minion is is is, a, is very important. To reading for minion, if you're a chole or you're an onus, you have no choice. Then you read with, you read without a minion, but you definitely yotze without a minion. But, you should, but but reading for minion is, 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 is very important. Very important. And I, and I guess also this the concept of Rov Amadramelech would probably give a you know direction to let's say a rabbi who has a big shul and they have three or four different minyanim, you know, there'd be a swear to say on, on Purim to be Gozer, no, there's only one minion. You know, there's one official minion and you just condense all the minyanim into one big minion to be Mikhaim um Rov Am Yes. Is this only in the, is this only during the day or at night too? Night two. Anytime you have Mikra Megillah, there's, there's an Indian of Rovam Hadras Malach. Yes? Um, and the <coughs> Indian uh, which you go to, that, that, um, that you really can't hear Haman or that you can't, like, there are certain parts. No. Yes, yeah, so, so that's also discussed. There's no question. 
if there's a, a minion that you, there's out of hand and you really feel that, that because of the knocking that you can't hear certain words, for sure you want to go to the minion that you know you'll be Yotze. For sure. That, you know, that's a question of being Yotze. We'll get to exactly what you have to do to be Yotze. All right. The next halacha that I want to look at is the halacha of Shushan Purim. For many of you, this might be your, your first Shushan Purim that you're experiencing in Israel. And as you all know, that from the time of Mordechai and Esther, the, the um, Shushan celebrated Purim a day later because they had another day of battle that they had to take care of. And then afterwards, when Anshay Knesset Agadola were Koveya, um, you know, Lidorot, exactly what it should be, so they can continue this commemoration of Shushan Purim, and they weren't Koveya just on, on the Krachim of the time of Mordechai and Esther, but, but as, a, as a focus on Eretz Yisrael and giving importance to Eretz Yisrael, Gemara like McGill explains that they're Koveya specifically that it should be cities that were walled from the times of Yeshua ben Nun, and a walled city um, for this purpose is a city that was originally walled and inhabited, or when they built the houses, that was with the design of creating a wall, but not a city that, you know, originally started one way and then later had a wall. Okay. Uh, we don't know of any, many of those walled cities on a practical level. You know, you have some Sveiko perhaps in, uh, in Israel, but we all know about Yushalayim. And on a practical level... Um, not only being in Yushalayim, but there's also halacha of Samoch and Nireh. Samoch meaning being close to Yushalayim, and Nireh um, to be able to, well, most people think that it, it's be able, to be able to see Yushalayim, but I think the best explanation of Nireh is that when a person's walking from far and, 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 and approaching Yushalayim, so he'll see Yushalayim and this other satellite city as, as t- together with Yushalayim. And that's why it's not called Ro'e, but it's called Nir'e. That the city is seen together with Yushalayim. You understand how those, like Gilo, as an example, is a Nir'e, because it's seen to be together with Yushalayim. Um, Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach Zatzal feel that this, the concept really is, is a type of satellite city. And the Chazal say that it's Mishtatev bin Yoni Ha'ir. And so Rav Shlomo Zaman held that that one of the, the best um, modern-day expressions of that is if they pay the same municipal tax to Yerushalayim, and if they get the same municipal um, services, the garbage men, the bus routes, etc., etc., all considered to be part of Yerushalayim, that would be a sign that that, that, that neighborhood is, is indeed considered part of Yerushalayim. Um, and there are different neighborhoods that, over the years, there was, there was, there was controversy. Like, I remember when I was your age... There was still controversy out of whether whether Beit Vagan was considered part of Yerushalayim or not, and then when they built Harnof, Har, um, Har there was also a whole, whole consideration where some people did Tetvav and some people did Yedal. And I imagine there's still people did a Machmir and, and, on, and perhaps read on both days in Harnof. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but but all these Shchunot over the years have become connected to Yerushalayim, and therefore they became more or less part of Yerushalayim. I would imagine in Ramot there, there are still kihilot that are either machmer or some that do on Yudalit, etc. Yeah? Isn't that contrary to the idea that it has to be built with the, uh, let's say, it has to be built with the wall? Right, no, so here, so what we're really talking about, we're talking about two things. We're talking about one din is Samach Venira, 
where it's seen as a satellite city of the, of the of city of Yerushalayim. And there's also another din of um, urban uh, sprawl, where where the city just just you know grows. So you have houses built near the old city of Yerushalayim, or you have neighborhoods that surround the old city of Yerushalayim, and then there's this continuum of houses. So that gets a din of a very very large city. Yes. Um, when you're talking about kiwat that are machmir to have on both days, how does that work regarding its infringement on tiny Esther? Because that means one of the days that's already in Purim should be Tanit Esther. Tanit Esther is always Tanit Esther. And those Yushalayim, they're knowing Tanit Esther on, on, on your Gimel. If, if they're not from or something and they're being Mahmir on both days, doesn't that mean they're also being Mabatul? No, no, no. No, again, Yushalayim and Alon Shut. Yushalayim being a Krach and Alon Shut being an ear. We celebrate Tanit Esther, be both celebrate Tanit Esther on Yud Gimel. <laughs> so then Yushalayim has a day between Tanit Esther. Correct. The day in between. But I mean, you know, people that grew up in Yerushalayim could tell you all kinds of interesting stories of of different shuls that were, you know, like shuls that were at the at the edge of Rachavia that held Yudalid because they weren't sure they were, they had a din of of Tedvav. And, and obviously now again because of the growth of the city, so all these you know all this has changed because it just became one continuum. Uh, there's a, a whole discussion about about Hadassah in Kerem because it doesn't have a you know, a, a, I think by now it also has like a sprawl. But Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach uh, Zatzal felt that Hadas and Kem is also considered uh, like Yushalayim for that for the for all these reasons that I'm saying. Okay, now onward. Oh, and and Migdal Oz is an interesting thing. Migdal Oz. I don't know if any of you have been Oz and everybody's popped up his head. I said Migdal Oz and his head popped up. <laughs> um, Migdal Oz has a very nice view of Yushalayim, and there are parts of Efrat that have a nice view of Yerushalayim. And that would have to do with the, the interp- the, uh, how you interpret the word nir'eh. The way I interpret it, nir'eh, doesn't make a difference. And and the truth is, you know, Rav Shaviv, who used to be a Ram in this yeshiva, wrote an article some 40 years ago, 35 years ago, explaining that he doesn't think that all these hilltops that could see Yerushalayim from far away um, don't have a din of, of, of nir'eh, and therefore, you, you shouldn't be uh, holding Tetvav on, on, on these on these little hilltops that are far away. Yes. Would it matter with Nira whether or not you can see the old city or just the extensions of Yerushalayim? So I'm saying Nira is not Roa. In other words, it doesn't make a difference. That that's the point of his article. It doesn't make a difference that you're Roa. It's more of a din of a Nira. Okay. Now another very much halacha lemaisa question is: What if you have a great Purim and you know you you um, go to your uh, to, to your Ram's house, and you have a nice suda, and then after your Ram's house, you say to yourself, oh, okay, it's it's uh, almost uh, tetvav, it's almost night, I'll just get on a bus, and I'll go visit my friend, uh, you know, in Nitivarie, and he's going to be starting for him there. I'll go to Yushalayim. So what's the halacha? Now, it's, it's a big, big sugya. It's a big sugya. Um... And the Gemara, Gemara Megillah discusses it, and Yerushalmi that discusses it. I'm not going to give it like get into all the nitty gritty. What I'm going to give you is a bottom line um, of guidance. Are you high a second time? In other words, when you get on that bus and go to Yerushalayim, will you be high of all four mitzvot of, of Purim a second time, or not? So, <coughs> let me give you the rules that the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishnah um, set down. The first thing 
is um, when you koveya makom, when you establish your makom for one day, so that's mechay of you like, like you're a ben of that makom. So that if you should decide that you're going to Yushalayim and you're going to be staying in Yushalayim for a day, so even though in all other area other, of his halacha, that wouldn't make you a resident of Yushalayim, Okay, according to I would say most achronim, uh, it does make you a resident of Yushalayim. Okay, that's point number one according to the Mishnah Bura. How long is it there? I'll get to the next point. The the critical moment, okay, is the daytime alora shacha, meaning as the day breaks. That's what's koveya. So that again, according to the Mishnah Bura, if you get on a bus uh, five o'clock in, in in the afternoon. And your plan is to be in you to stay over in Yushalayim and sleep there for daybreak. So then you are now okay, your residency, so to speak, vis-à-vis the dinam of, 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 of Purim, and you become a resident of Yushalayim because you planned in being there by Alor Hashachar. If, on the other hand, when you went on the bus, your plan was to spend the evening or the night in Yushalayim and sleep in your bed in a lunch foot, then you weren't okay, your makom. Okay. Um, now, the, the critical point is the Zman of Kriyat Megillah in the Makam that you're, that, that, that you're in. Okay? So that these rules could be applied in both directions. In other words, someone who lives in Yushalayim decides to come visit Alon Shvut before Purim, and he, he, then he has to ask himself, on t- the morning of Tetvav, where do I plan on being? And if he answers himself, I plan on being back in Yushalayim, so according to many poskim, he won't be chayev to eat with, uh, with, with, with Elonshwit people. And your kavana, your intention, when you're okay, when you got on that bus to leave your city, is what's koveya. And therefore, it's very, very possible that a person can find himself in a weird situation that he became a ben ear of some other place, but he finds himself in a different city. Now someone from Yushalayim as an example, that was when, when, when he left Yushalayim the day before Purim, and he wants to come to Alon Shvut, and he says to himself, um, you know, I'm going to be, let's say, back in Yushalayim on that morning, and for some reason he ends up staying in Alon Shvut, for whatever reason he has to stay over in Alon Shvut, he'll be chayiv to read and be omakayim all the mitzvot in Alon Shvut on Tetvav. Okay? Now, most achronim are, seem to be of the opinion that this can bring you to a, a situation where you could be chayef twice. In other words, you guys, you do your Purim, and then you get on the bus, and you plan on staying overnight in Yushalayim, and waking up in Yushalayim. And according to many achronim, you'll be chayef twice. In other words, you'll have to get there an, early enough in the evening to catch a Kriyat Megillah, because you're going to be chayef in Megillah, and you have to make the other three mitzvot as well, a second time. Um, Rav Amital Zatzal followed the psak of his Rebbe, Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, and his interpretation of the whole sugya is that you can't be chayiv twice. Chazal were in Koveya, the mitzvot of, mitzvot of Purim, to, be, to make them twice, and all the whole discussion of the Gemara is a person that was going to be Mekayim once, but the question is, is he a Ben Elon Shvud, or is he a Ben Yerushalayim? And he follows these rules to determine. But if in Elon Shvud he was Mekayim all the mitzvot, and then he goes to Yerushalayim, even if he has plans on sleeping in Yerushalayim the next morning, according to Rav Pesach Frank, 
And according to Rav Amitav Zatzal, uh, you couldn't possibly be chayiv twice. Rav Lichtenstein also more or less followed, I think he felt Meikra Din to follow Rav Tzipas Frank on that issue. However, he said that if a person comes from Yushalayim, like the Israelis, let's say, if they live in Yushalayim, or even if a person's parents own an apartment in Yushalayim, then a person should be machmir um, and, and be mekayim the missus twice, or make sure that he does sleep in Yushalayim, and make sure to come back so that the daybreak of the next morning of Tetvav, he doesn't find himself in Yushalayim, but he finds himself back, uh, back in, in, in Elon Shvot. So just repeat it again, Going to, to many achronim, you could be chayef twice, and for that reason you might want to be machmer and be careful to come back to sleep here. According to Rav Amit HaZatzal, and Yibod Elohim Rukim, Rav Lechensin you won't be chayef twice, unless your parents have an apartment in Yushalayim, according to Rav Lechensin, then you would be chayef. Um, and it all stems from being chayef twice, it really revolves mainly around the Yushalmi, that says that Ben Ir Sha'akar Dirato Belel Tetvav Halachlo Lekrach Nitchayev Lekan Ulekan, which on its surface seems exactly to say that you could be Chayev twice. Okay, but Rav Tzipi Pesach Frank and and Rav Amital Zatzal would explain that Akar Dirato doesn't mean for one evening, but Akar Dirato means literally to move to take all your possessions and move into a new apartment uh, exactly after, on, on that evening. So if after you finish your suda in Elon Shvut, you move all your possessions to a new apartment that you're going to be in Yushalayim, then they, everybody, Lukhuli Alma, you would be chayev to be mechayim all the missus the second time. Yes, Netanel. By this, you must rather if one has Purim here and then just goes... On the day for them, I don't know, at 10 in the morning, one leaves here on Shushan Purim, that's not a problem. If a person sleeps here in the evening, and then the next day on Shushan Purim wakes up here and davens here, and then goes to Yushalayim, L'Kuli Alma, it's not a problem. L'Kuli Alma, it's not a problem. Okay? Yes, Josh? You said that if your parents want to depart with Yushalayim, so what if, like, your parents want to depart with Yushalayim, but you don't want to lose it? I would still say, I would say that you should be mocked to sleep here. And then go in the morning to Yushalayim or, or whatever. You want to go to Yushalayim, but come back to sleep here rather than be in Yushalayim. Yeah? Uh, two questions. One, if your parents own an apartment in Yushalayim and there is someone living there, like they're renting that to someone else. So That's what Josh was saying. Even so, yeah, even so, again, because many Achronim would hold, even without this apartment issue, Yechayev twice. So I, I would hold that, that you should be careful. But, so, Either be Machmir not to sleep in Yushalayim. Or to be machmed to be yotze, all the four mitzvot again. Okay, and secondly, um, that means hearing Megillah twice, or four times in total. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you dodge porn? Could you what? Can you dodge porn? Yeah. Okay. So according, according to according to Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, you can't really dodge dodge porn. But according to all these achronim, yes, the answer is theoretically a person could dodge porn. Okay. Yes. Curious. What does Rav Khan's shear do? Because he lives in Yushalayim, and if they go to Ram Shear, so no, no, no. What they go? They go to his suda on Shushan Purim. Oh, Shushan Purim, but really they're not fulfilling any mitzvah by doing so. Only he is. Doesn't hurt. But that's what's happening. Usually, doesn't hurt. Right? Yes. <laughs> and when they're here on Purim, so they would have to go to a different suda. Yes, they have. They find a different suda. Yes. Okay, yes. Okay. Um, let's get to Kriyat Megillah itself. So I mentioned before. 
Uh, a person, lechachila, the bal bal kori is, is mechamin to be motzi. Everybody, everybody should have kavana to be yotze, but not just in the kriya, also in the in the brachot. You, know, you, you want to have kavana to be yotze his his brachot. Okay. If a person talks in the middle of kriya megillah, so what he's doing is he's messing up his bracha because it'll be a hefsek to his bracha. Okay, but he could still be yotze kriya megillah even if he talks. As long as he didn't miss hearing every single letter of Megillah. Okay? Those, sometimes a person could talk and still hear the, the Balkore. Usually if you're talking, you don't hear the Balkore. And if a person next to you is talking loudly so that you can't hear the Balkore, or let's say he gets into a coughing fit, or some Kolelnik that brought their little kid who starts crying uncontrollably and making noise, Kolelnik, Brings his little kid who's crying uncontrollably at the Great uh, Megillah. So what are you supposed to do? So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to read from your chumash, okay, <laughs> loudly enough so that you, your ears could hear, but not loudly enough to, to disturb the person next to you. Um, to read the, the, the word that you just missed, or the phrase you just missed. Now obviously, while you're doing that, you're missing other words. And it could become an endless uh, loop of missing the rest of the Megillah. So what you have to do is read it quicker than the Balkhore, and sometimes you might have to read even a sentence or two quicker, so that you get ahead of the Balkhore, and then you're able to stop and then listen to the rest of the Kriya. Now you might ask, wait a second, that means that, you know, basically I heard part of the Megillah not from the cloth. And the answer is yes. Meikor Din, as long as you hear rove of the Megillah from a kosher Megillah, rove of the words you hear from a kosher Megillah, you're Yotze. Okay? Um, and that's why a chumash is fine. And I'm not sure I ever figured out why it is that so many people buy Megillot to have a kosher Megillot in front of them. Because in most cases, it wouldn't be, you know, like you're not really practically helping anything unless you're about Korah yourself. Yes? What's the deal with the other four So, look, the meaning is that we, we call the other Megillah quite often not, not from a cloth. There are a lot of people that do it not from a cloth. And for sure, you would say you wouldn't be able to make a bracha on it. So you could hear here in Yeshiva, when we have all the cloth, and they do make a bracha on Mika Megillah, you know, and, 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 and Shira Shirim and different things like that. Um, but you could definitely be Yotzi in, in, in the other ones without a cloth. You, but, but when it comes to Megillah, you cannot be Yotzi from a Chumash if it's 100%. From a chumish, it would have to be fifty-one percent from a kosher uh, megillah. Yes. If one's reading another megillah other than Esther from Klaf, is on high as a bracha or it's menag or what? Again. Whatever. One's reading any of the other four from a class other than Esther is on high as a bracha or it's menag or what? A person should make a bracha in that situation. Okay. You yotze with that brachas and amakev, but. Is it mitzvah? A person should. Yeah. It, a person should, if they if they have a, the uh, wherewithal to get cloth, they should they should have a cloth. Is it a mitzvah derabanan to read those megillot, like in general? Mitzvah derabanan, yeah. That's the same. Definitely a minog. I have to look up whether there's you know the gemara says a gazera, but yeah, the pasuk is a minog. Not of the same caliber, though. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Often people fall asleep during mikra megillah. People sometimes nod off. Right by Mikra Megillah. Um, no, you don't find that. No. Yes. Sir. Never. You never saw such a thing. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making up for it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
You know, the best way, by the way, if you're worried you're going to nod off by Mikkel Megillah or by Ashir Klali or by Sicha, the best way to stay awake is to watch the other people nodding off. I'm telling you, it's foolproof. It's foolproof. You just need one person to do it, obviously, to, to do the nodding. But, anyways, um, if a person's Menam name, if a person's Menam name, so you, he's not Yotze. He's not Yotze. Okay? The Balkhore, if he's Menam name, he is Yotze. Because he said all the words. But the people that are listening, if, if, if he's nodding off during Nikon Megillah, for those words, you know, person, you, you fall, all of a sudden you realize, oh, I just missed the sentence. So quickly, you go to your Chumash, read from the point that you know for sure you heard, and catch up to the Balkore, and then, and then you'd be out, say. Yes, yes. Are you allowed to wake, wake them up in the middle? Yes, sure, you should. For sure, yes. Is it better to have one Balkore, or is it okay to split it up? I imagine it's okay. I imagine it's okay to do it. If, if, if there'd be a need, I would say it's probably better to have one, but I imagine they, you have Kilo to do that. Yes? Um, why is the... Are we assuming that the Valkyrie is definitely somehow mucking through the rest of the I'm world? sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt your question. I don't have time. I want to finish up. Okay? Ask me afterwards. Okay. Next mitzvah, mitzvah matanot le'avyonim. So the uh, Megillah says matanot le'avyonim. Both words are in plural. And therefore, you have to find two, two poor people to give uh, the, the tzedakah to. Um, there's no real minimum amount of tzedakah. It should be a, an amount that's not insulting to the person. Okay, you can't, in Israel, you can't give a ten agarot piece to, a, to, a, to an ani. That's a little bit insulting. Um, the Magen Avram points out that it should be important... That the that the aniim receive this tzedakah on Purim and not before Purim. I guess the Magen Avram feels that there's an Indian, you know, that he understood Takan of Chazal to be part of the Simchat Purim of the ani that he's that he's receiving that money. And therefore, when you seek out people on a practical level to give, and you might not find real bona fide um, aniim in the base marriage in, in, in yeshiva, there are a lot of shlichim that do shlichut where they will bring it to Aniyam on Purim. Okay? You have a lot, a lot of people that, that or a lot, I don't know, you have at least six to, to eight people in, in, that walk around during the Minyan. Um, Rabbi Tarragon also gives to Aniyam on, on Purim, so he has an envelope you can give to. What I like to do is I like to spread out my bets. In other words, I, I give it to as many of the different Aniyam as possible. I spread it out, so I, I kind of like feel that I'm covered for sure that Aniyam got it. Save your questions for later, please. Um, another thing related, but a separate mitzvah, is machzid hashekel. It's a minog of machzid hashekel, zecher le machzid hashekel, that, that uh, Chai Yisrael would be giving around this time. And the minog is to give three coins that say on it half. So in America, it might be a half dollar. In Israel, we have the advantage where it's, it's literally a chatzit shekel. It says chatzit shekel, and you give three of them. And you should say, Zecher Lamachzit HaShekel. And, if, and, and if you go to the little pot there, and all you have, you know, you, you, you have a, whatever, a 10 shekel coin. So what you want to do is lift out three half shekels and whatever change you want, and then put your 10 shekel coin to exchange for it. And now you own those coins. And then you put in your three, uh, you say, Zecher Lamachzit HaShekel, and you put it down. The proper time to do it. According to Maril, is Mincha by Tanit Esther. The Magen Avram says it's Lifnei Kriyat Megillah, which usually is the same year, time, but not always. Um, the Sfaradim, any, any Sfaradim out there? 
the Sfaradim usually um, don't give three coins that are matzah a shekel, but rather they give an amount of weight of silver that was estimated to be half a shekel, which is 9.6 grams of silver, or its, or its, its uh, value. Okay, now we get to the next mitzvah, Sudat Purim. And I have to really speed up. The Iker's man of Sudat Purim is in the daytime. The Ramah points that out. Uh, the Ramah also mentions that there is an Indian to be Marbe Ktsat Balayro. To have a little Suda Balayro. Uh, the Gemara Megillah says, Chayv initial Besume, Adlo Yada, etc., etc. Do we take this literally? So, uh, the Ramah says that a person should drink Yoter Meher Golo. You should drink more than you usually drink. For many people, that, you know, that's not that much, depending on whatever, but you drink more than you usually drink, you'll be Mechaim, the Indian of Chaim Vinishla Basumi. He obviously doesn't feel that you have to get to the point of literally not knowing between Aror, Haman, and Baruch Mordechai. The Rambam says that a person should drink such that he falls asleep from his drink, and by being asleep, he's you know reaches the point of Adelo Yada. I just want the Ram the Rambam. The mitzvah of doing this only is in the Suda, not at night, not before the Suda, okay, but at the Suda itself. Just a word to the wiser. One of the best ways of ruining your own Purim and definitely ruining your friend's Purim is getting silly drunk, I mean, or sick drunk. You should be very, very careful and responsible in that. In other words, you could drink to a point that you're happy, but be very, very careful. Be aware, decide beforehand how much you're going to drink. Um, you know, I really feel bad for those responsible individuals that their Purims are ruined because they have to take care of their roommate the entire Purim rather than uh, enjoying the Purim themselves. Next, uh, and also stay away from sweet wine and stay away from hard liquor. Next, Mishloach Manot. Sweet wine usually gives you uh, gives you an upset stomach, and hard liquor people don't understand, you know, how it really affects them, and they always, you know, underestimate or overestimate. Last mitzvah, mishloach manot. So here, mishloach manot ishlareyu ishlareyu is singular, and therefore the halacha is you have to give mikor din mishloach manot two different items of food that are uh, ready to eat food has to be ready to eat food, and you only have to give it to one friend if you have one. If you don't have one, so then make a friend. Buy or buy a friend, right. Um, anyways, the Rambam says, you know, the more the merrier, the more Mishloch Manot you, you send out the merrier. Um, there, some, there, there are some dayot that yeah, the Mishloch Manot have to be ro'i for the giver and ro'i for the receiver. Roi meaning mechubad. It has to be nice. Okay? If you're, like, really cheap, so for you, you know, giving a cookie to somebody or whatever, or two, two cookies might be fine, but the person receiving it might not be on that madrega. You know, he might be a madrega that, you know, it's not mechubad, and it's supposed to make him happy. Um, I remember when I was in high school, there was one joker that took a peanut in a shell and squeezed out one side and replaced it with a raisin. And therefore, he had two different manot, and he gave around. That's how he gave his mishloch manot. You know, it's a cute kunst, but I don't think he was really yotze. There are also some dayot that say you, you need a minimum of a kazayit of each food. Now, there's an interesting chakir. Oh, there are some say because this is mishloach that perhaps you should make a shliach of somebody. Somebody else should give it to the person that you want uh, to give it to. 
Um, the halacha is, you don't give an ovel who's in Yud Bet Chodesh, such as myself, you don't give Mishlach Manot, but the halacha is you're able to give other family members, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, the, 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 um, the Mishlach Manot instead. You can give the person's wife Mishlach Manot. And the, the issue there is that Mishlach Manot is like a Shelach Shalom, and therefore you're not supposed to be giving gifts and presents to a person who's in Yud Bet Chodesh. Um, this, oops, very, very quickly, there's an interesting Chakira, whether Mishlach Manot is a Kiyum in Sudat Turim, or is it a Kiyum in bringing people closer together? Do you hear the two possibilities? Well, they're kind for those reasons, and I'm going to give you four nafkaminot without explaining them, and you'll figure them out yourself. Um, what if the person doesn't receive it on that day, but you let him know that it's in the mail? Okay, it's machok between Orach HaShulchan that says you're Yotze, and Mogan Avram says you're not Yotze. Second nafkamina. what if you leave a basket in front of someone's door with no note, ring the bell, and run away, and he doesn't know who got, who, who gave it to him? Nafkamina. Another nafkamina. what if... You give uh, somebody, let's say someone in, in Yushalayim, you go to visit your friend Yushalayim on his Purim, and he wants to give you Mishloach Manot to be Yotze. Another nafkamina. Um, we'll stop there. Have a Purim Sameach.